What's up, horror fans? It's Danny from the Lassercast, joined as always by Pete and uh, joined by Brian, who uh, is with Pete on Comic Books Transformed. I, I got it right that time. And <laughs> special guest, Brandon. What's going on? Brandon, what's up? Well, well don't talk about the movie yet. Just say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so, yes, I, I've continued my streak of bad parenting by showing my six-year-old an R-rated movie. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I should have mentioned uh, we are here to talk about the, I guess, prequel to Predator, the Hulu-exclusive mm -hmm. Prey uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane, starring Amber Mid-Thunder. Uh, and yeah, uh, we're going to get into that. And I think we'll just do a basic spoiler warning right off the bat so that we can just get into it. Because it's already been on for a week, I think. And people have already been talking about it and seeing it. So there's your spoiler warning, everybody. So let's get the most important opinion out of the way. Brandon, what'd you think of Prey? Uh, so in the movie, the goat said trap. The, the prowl was right behind the girl, but the girl just jumped off the tree and the guy asked where the prey And that was your head. favorite part of the movie, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but did you like the movie overall? Yes. Now, if, if, do you remember any of the other Predator movies I've shown you? Yeah. Which one was your favorite Predator movie? This one. This one? Okay. That's, oh. that's some big words there. Nice. I don't know if we're all going to agree with that statement necessarily, but um, I mean, close, it, maybe. It, it does have the highest Rotten Tomatoes score of the entire Predator franchise now. I think it's like and at I, 92. That's pretty good. And I've heard that it's like the highest premiered thing on Hulu that's ever premiered as well. Yes. Yeah. Got that going for it. Oh, man. Cool. Well, we are going to rank all of our Predator films by the time we're done with this recording. Brandon, did you have anything else you wanted to throw into about the movie? Did you, okay, so you've seen a whole bunch of different Predators, right? Which one is the coolest looking Predator? Oh, I know what his answer is in here. This, in the same movie, in this one. He was saying that the whole movie is like, Dad, this is the coolest Predator I've ever seen. <laughs> nice, so, nice. Um, yeah, he, he was a big fan of this movie. I, I had to, I had to convince him to watch it. Though it might be a little scary, but uh, I, I didn't really it think it was. Scary for me. Well, before beforehand, you thought it was a little scary, but yeah, uh, he was a trooper and he, he watched the whole thing, and uh, you know, and he really enjoyed it. Nice, right, nice, cool. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. And you know, you can always pop in and tell us, you know, what you thought of any kind of R-rated movie with a lot of gore. Anytime you're ready, you know. <laughs> I did show up Psycho Gorman. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. So I showed. So, I, I played that for my horror club. Oh, nice. So let's let's get into the nitty gritty for this movie. Uh, this movie obviously has a lot of positive buzz for it right now. I'm assuming that all two or two and a half of you guys really liked this movie. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Danny, why don't you go off and you tell us why you like it so much? Um, I well, I'm a woke liberal, and oh, I like uh, that. No, okay. They, I, 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 I just wanted to address the elephant in the room, where you, all the criticisms about, you know, how could this, you know, woman who's very, you know lightweight and everything and doesn't have modern weapons handle the predator and 
I think Chris said it best on his little review on his channel, which is if, if that's your complaint, I don't think you understand the Predator franchise pretty much at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I thought it was great. This is the first time that they've ever really done a Predator movie, but focused on one specific human character. I mean, maybe like even Danny Glover and Predator 2 had a team uh, around him, obviously the first one, Predators, there's a group of uh, people, same with the AVP movies. This one is literally just Naru's story. And mm -hmm. there just happens to be a Predator there. Like, she's there to do uh, a rite of passage where they have to hunt something that is hunting them. And it just so happens for her that it turns out to be this alien being that we've known for the last 35 years. Uh, I loved the design of the Predator. I agree with Brandon. I thought that the Predator looked freaking great. Uh, I thought the actor in uh, the costume was fantastic. Dan DeLiegro, uh, he was fantastic. Uh, I loved the the cinematography, uh, like the just the idea of like the setting in 1715, you know, I, I've been loving on social media all the people who are saying, oh, now we should take the Predator and put him there. We should take another Predator and put him in, like, this time period. You know, have him fight the Romans. Have him fight, uh, you know, all this. Just stick him in history. Uh, so I, I loved it from that perspective. I I, I really, it's a, it's a movie where... I don't really have a lot of flaws for it. I have some nitpicks here and there, but I don't really have a lot of flaws. I thought that it, I thought that it paid odes and homages to the original, mm -hmm. but it didn't, it wasn't overbearing. I felt like I rewatched predators uh, from mm -hmm. 2010 and I thought that was fine. It, it's good. Yeah. But I thought that that was a little too much. There was a little too much um, fan service fan service and kind of direct like they tried to make Adrian Brody into Dutch and that just wasn't going to work. And right. Uh, so I thought that they were really smart in the way that they paid homage to the original without ever really hitting you over the head with it um, mm -hmm. to the point where you can enjoy things like when her brother says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Right. Like that wasn't like a, Oh God, it was more of a, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. the DiCaprio meme. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really, and I love Amber mid thunder. I was a big fan of the show Legion. Um, I loved her on that show and I thought she was fantastic. And now, I was, loved her character. Seasons of Legion because I don't think I saw the second season. I, I don't remember her at all. She was, it was, she was one of the, there was like a brother sister pair in, in the, the group. And she was, uh, the, the, the sister, her name was like Carrie Loudermilk, I think was her name okay. on the show. Yeah. She was. Yeah. I mean, I watched that a while ago. Yeah. I watched it a long time ago. So I, I don't, I don't remember it all that well. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause, um, I was watching the red letter media half in the bag review of this movie and uh, Jay Bauman on there, he said that he, he called her um, Native American uh, Aubrey Plaza. I thought that's kind of funny, you know. But um, 
we go, Brian, before we get your two cents on the movie, I just want to address one thing you said in there too, Danny. You were saying that there's a lot of people complaining about how it was like this Native American woman or this woman without any kind of advanced weaponry taking on the Predator. And it made me think, has there ever been a Predator movie where a person defeated a Predator with advanced weapons? Danny Glover used the Predator's own weapon to kill yeah. in, in Predator 2. Um, right. Yeah. I, um, in, in Predators, uh, I, I just watched it and I don't even remember. Jesus. Yeah. Pre predators, they, they, had, uh, they had kind of modern day weapons, although you can argue about when, what year that's supposed to take place, I suppose. Um, right. But, but I, I, I also should mention that I, I think maybe we, we're on the same page with this too. I've never seen the Predator. Me neither. Oh. I didn't see the Predator either. Yeah. Okay. I, I just heard well, a lot of negativity. It, so <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I'm the only one who's seen that one. I've seen all the Predator movies, but it sounds like you guys have watched or rewatched some of them more recently. Um, I'm pretty sure even in that one, it always comes down to that people get really stripped down, just like Arnold in the first movie, and they have some sort of like booby trap kind of plan and then maybe they use a predator weapon against a predator but no one ever takes out a predator with like a bazooka or a machine gun or anything like that no. that never happens in any of these movies so um brian I, I really wanted to hear your thoughts and like what you thought about this movie in general um i i really like the movie I, I really wanted to call out the the cinematography i thought it was fantastic um yeah there there is a definitely a, a central focus on nara which i appreciated i love the dog <laughs> I always love the dog. And I actually, the first thing I did when I saw the dog, I, I went to does the dog die uh, in the movie.com or whatever it is. And I checked just to make sure, because if it did, I may have not have watched it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's a new thing where I feel like they, they just put animals now in movies like this just to make the audience get like tense and nervous because it's like, we would much rather young children and, and innocent people die than animals. Well, I mean, I think, I think for the most part, there's not too many times where they flat out murder innocent children, alien, uh, uh, burst predator, the, the, is it the Requiem or is it the first? No, it's Requiem. Requiem. It's like Requiem. The, lone, the lone example of that probably. Um, yes. So I, I think that that's equally as tense to me. Um, but you know, it, you just don't see it uh, as often. I don't think, I think people are much more, uh, it's mu they're much more willing to kill a dog on screen or an animal than they are to a kid for the most part. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, that's pretty freaking disturbing. Um, so, so Brian, you were saying that you really like the cinematography and you really like the fact that they focused on this one character Naru. Um, what, did you have anything else that you really liked about it or anything? Um, that you yeah, I, I just, I just like, I like movies that that focus on practical effects and, you know, don't rely too, too heavily on CGI. Um, I, I like the, the, the extended fight scene here with the, um, first with the, with the, the Comanche tribe and then with the, the, the French, uh, trappers or whatever. Um, that was probably one of the longest battles I've seen in a predator movie, I think. Yes. Um, and or the most, or the most people that he's ever taken out, I guess. So mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty good action sequence. So, which I wasn't expecting for, uh, for the smaller, scale and you know older uh time-wise uh, film yeah this movie um 
yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I mean, basically everyone is saying how great this movie is. And I think the reason why it works so well is because what you guys just said, it's very like stripped down. It's focused on one character. Um, both of you guys have not seen the predator. And in that movie, they try to like add to the mythology and go into the uh, predator species, which they never say the predator species in the movies, but in the comics and the books, they call them the Yaucha. That's, that's like their species in, in um, the, the predator movie. Um, they go into it in detail and they add some weird concepts. I can maybe talk about that later. But um, I also, like you guys, really appreciated the cinematography. I was thinking, Danny, that you probably eat up a movie like this just because of the historical nature of it. And I know that when I was doing some research on it, they, they did really try to make it historically accurate. To yeah. me, the movie kind of looked like last of the mohicans or you know just one of those really great period piece movies that you know have native americans in it and just you know the great plains and uh brian i thought you might like this that the movie is actually a sequel to a predator comic that yes was called uh, and, and that, that's something i wanted to mention too is i i love the connection to predator too which i didn't feel like was hitting you over the head with anything either Muscle much like the if it bleeds we can kill it line um, and I looked that up afterwards because I was so curious. I'm like, what was the significance of that gun? Because I actually hadn't seen Predator 2 before watching this movie. Yeah. But that's yeah. the beauty of it. It's like if you even if you had seen Predator 2, most people aren't gonna remember the name on the gun at the end. They're just gonna remember that the Predator gives Danny Glover an old gun. Yeah. They're not gonna remember it says well, uh, Rand Randolph Andalini or uh, Raphael Andalini. Yeah. 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 So it's like the idea that it's one of those, oh, okay. But if you if you didn't see Predator 2 or if you don't remember, it's not going to, you know, ruin anything. Or you don't have to Absolutely. have done your homework to have enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. But you guys know that the implication is that the Predators went back and, like, killed off the tribe, right? Because they got the gun back. Yes. Um, right? I think we, we kind of see that with the... The credit sequence and those uh, kind of tapestries there, um, you yeah. know, implying that there could very could well, well could be a sequel here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you guys want to see a sequel to this, like a direct sequel to this? Uh, definitely. Uh, I would definitely want to see a sequel. Although, at the same time, I'm also kind of bummed we never got a sequel to Predators. Because I didn't yeah. really enjoy that movie, too. Yeah. Go so, ahead, Danny. No. Uh, I don't want a direct sequel to this. I I think that part of what was great about this movie is it, it just feels very standalone yeah. while while being a part of the Predator universe. Uh, and like you guys just said, if if there's a sequel, the Predator kind of has to win. And I don't think you you they like it, i just feel like making a movie where the predator wipes out the native americans isn't exactly a great look uh so no i don't want a direct sequel i would love other standalone predator movies like all of a sudden a predator shows up in and, and has to fight the roman legion or you know the predator has to fight genghis khan's Mongol army in the 1200s or, or sa samurais in Japan. Oh. <laughs> you know, and maybe they've done that in comics, but like, give me those movies. Um, you know, give me uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, who played um, 
uh, oh God, he was in Mortal Kombat. He was the main guy in, uh, he's just in Bullet Train. You would know him if you saw him. He was in uh, the Wolverine. Um, he scorpion. Is he in Endgame? He yeah, he's, yeah, he's Scorpion in um, the new Mortal Kombat, the older wow. samurai. Like, make him the main character of the next Predator movie and have the Predator fight like samurai. Like, well, I think that would be that in Predators a little bit, which was probably my favorite scene in that movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there is the one scene where he has like the duel with the samurai guy in that movie. Yeah. Like, like give me that kind of like standalone. I that's what I would really like. I think they have like a really, or go absolutely crazy and give me a Predator movie with no humans and just put them on a planet full of monsters. Like, wow. that's how Alien vs. Predator came about. We saw in Predator 2, you have that scene on the ship with all the skulls, and there's like a dragon skull on one side. Put the Predators on a dragon planet, and let me see Predators fight dragons. Let's take it a step further and make it a Predator a protagonist. Well, I mean, somebody even said that. Like, isn't it about time that we see the Predators actually win? Like, the you know, here you have these intergalactic hunters, every movie, they get their asses kicked at the end. <laughs> they do a bunch of cool stuff, but then they end up losing. So exactly how good of a hunter are they really if they keep losing to Naru and Dutch with no guns? And, you know, Danny Glover is like a, a, an angry LA cop. You know, have them win against some crazy intergalactic species of dragon monsters, and that would be pretty cool, too. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I got to say here, Danny, you completely swayed me on this idea here that and, and the, the, the whole thought that, that the Predator would kind of have to win in a direct sequel, and we kind of don't want to see that, I don't think. So I, I think I'm agreeing with you here. You completely changed my, my opinion. <laughs> he does that All right, sometimes. guys, bye. No. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny because Predator, we often associate with Alien, and it goes all the way back to Predator 2, like you said, Danny. And um, the Alien movies often, not all the time, but often, like, bleed into each other. You know, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, so on. Um, but Predator, even though there are, like, loose ties between movies, it's often like an anthology, where the Predator just takes on a new character, new setting, and a uh, different time period. Um, I think that's what makes the Predator work. And so I actually would not want a direct sequel to this either. It's it's funny because Predator and uh, Aliens were both put out by Dark Horse Comics at one point. And I think they're actually... Uh, no, Marvel has Aliens now. No, nope. I mean, they they're Predator right. too. They, they literally just released a Predator comic yesterday. I'm sorry, today. Today is Wednesday. My dates are messed up. Predator oh, number sure. one by Marvel Comics came out today. That's some fucking good timing. Wow. I'm oh, sorry. But anyway... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because they keep they keep jokingly referring to um, the Queen Alien as Disney Princess, uh, a Disney Princess, right? Right. <laughs> and someone on Twitter, uh, he actually said, "Why? You know, they own Star Wars. They own this. Where's the Boba Fett Predator movie? Right? So that'd be pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. But but what I was gonna say was that Dark Horse owned them for the longest time, and Dark Horse in the '90s, I felt kind of like encapsulated the feel that like predator and aliens had in the nineties and like these nineties movies, like predator two is a very nineties movie. And it just always makes me think of like the crow or the mask or, uh, Grendel, which did, you might not know Danny, but I think Brian, you probably get yeah. Grendel. 
like it's these stories where it's like there's there's some kind of gimmick but you just get new characters every time and a new environment and i just kind of love that like i love me some continuing stories but i like the sort of anthology feeling of predator and this just feels like a stronger edition like a stronger uh anthology entry you know yeah i i think i think that um a lot of the uh clapback against uh phase four of the mcu uh with the uh introduction of all the disney plus series has been how much homework do i need to do to watch the next movie right and so i totally agree with you like if i so like like again going back to the gun brian had not seen predator 2 it doesn't take away anything from prey if you don't know the the connection to that gun it's just a, a kind of a cool little ending they're like oh the native americans have a gun now and you know they so it, it maybe it's about them advancing technology it but if you have that anthology feel you get it and yeah, I, I I agree with you because it I I just saw Bullet Train the other day. It was oh, okay. so nice to just go see an action movie that was not part of a franchise, and that I can just sit back and I can know that in two hours and ten minutes I'm just gonna get this crazy action movie. I don't have to do any homework. I don't have to like rewatch any movies or series or episodes. I could just go. I, I think that's why maybe Hollywood is fascinated with the uh, the idea of a trilogy. Um, I, I think it give, kind of gives you the best of not doing too much homework, but a continued story that, that increases kind of the world building of something. Um, yeah. And these endless sequels are kind of uh, something that, that's, you know, not as great <laughs> overall. Uh, I mean, not, not to diss the Marvel stuff. I mean, I've obviously watched everything, but um, I, I know just from speaking to people about it, as, as please stop, buddy. Um, people are not watching as everything like I I am. They're 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 kind of like eh, I'll skip that one, or they watch one and they'll just stop midway and they don't feel the need to finish it. Yeah, I I think that's why this movie, like you said, Danny, is, is just catching on, and so many people love this movie. I think that there's more to it that we can kind of go into also because yeah, obviously Naru is great and the cinematography is great. I see everyone talking about that. I thought that Naru's brother Tab was also pretty excellent too. Yeah, and that that's his first acting role too, which is incredible. I thought he was really good, and yeah. uh, and I think I think had he lived through the movie, maybe that could have given them a way to do a direct sequel, and then maybe he could have died in that or something. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, he was really good. And I was also this is a real minor, and this is really out there, but one of the the side characters was someone whose voice I recognized instantly from. The Letter Kenny spinoff Shorzy, which is also on Hulu. Um, so I was really happy to see that guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who was it? Um, I don't remember. I think his name is in it. Uh, he had um, he's the one that gets killed in the field when they're running away from the predator after the predator. Uh, yeah, his his death was pretty intense. It kind of reminded me of Jurassic Park, the Lost World, where like the yeah. predator was going through the um, grass or whatever. Um yeah, it's cool because like that predator was just so vicious, and and whenever there's a predator movie, people give it a specific name, but you never get that name in the movie itself. And this predator, they're referring to it as the feral predator. Um, you know, like in uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, the predator that's the main predator in that movie is called the wolf predator because he's kind of like 
uh, Harvey Keitel's wolf from Pulp Fiction. Um, th this predator itself, the feral predator, did you guys like this? Did you feel like the uh, CGI face was a disappointment? What did you feel, think about that predator? Um, I mean, it, it's not the traditional predator face that I expected, but I, I did think it looked cool. I actually saw more um, similarities to the um, – I, I want to – were they the super predators in from Predators? Is that what they actually called them? Oh, so – It was like the falconer. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, was... I, well, in Predators, there's the larger – there was the kind of predator civil war going on there. They yeah. had the one that you're, not, you're, you're used to seeing, and then it was that bigger one that had a slightly different looking face. Yeah, it had like, it had like a jawbone underneath. Well, that was the mask, but I feel like when he took the mask off, he looked a lot more like the Predator in this movie, although not exact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah well, oh, go ahead, I, I liked, I liked, I, I also feel like everything about the Predator felt different, but also it's 300 years or 200 and. 75 years before the first movie so like there's 275 years worth of uh predator evolution that could be taking place uh i like that like the weaponry wasn't as advanced um as we've seen in the later movies uh how he has like he has the the gauntlet with the two blades but he he shoots like those darts instead of, uh, you know, like the net. what he stole Yondu's weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Yondu, pretty much. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just like, I like that he's wearing less armor. Like the predator just looked like he was jacked. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a 12 pack. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you feel like this predator was like just more aggressive? I think the name, the feral predator is very fitting. Like he just, runs into a fight with a grizzly bear, right? And he, like, fights wolves. And he just, like you said, Brian, before that scene where he's killing all the fur trappers, he's just walking up to them point blank. It's not like the original Predator in uh, the one with Arnold where he's, like, in the trees kind of skulking around. This guy's just, like, walking right up yeah. to them. I don't, I don't think any Predator has ever really taken on a group like that before um, yeah. or, or been as successful in taking out a group like that. Yeah. I um I had this weird idea and, and I haven't seen anyone say this, but I was like, wouldn't it have been interesting if the reason why it looked different is because it actually was like a female predator and like you know, it was like this female predator going up against this woman, and maybe the pred that predator was going through kind of an experience just like Naru, where Naru had to kind of prove that she could be a hunter, and maybe this is a female predator. They've they've never shown a female predator in the uh, movies ever. I don't even know if they've done it in the comics. I think they have done it in the comics. I remember reading something about that a while back. Um, yeah so i i personally like all the mythology stuff i like to think that all of these movies are connected and there's not any kind of like reboot or anything like that the predator even as shitty as that movie is is still connected to this because the predator you guys i, I kind of actually really want you guys to watch it just so i can get your opinion on it but um i feel like the predator kind of plays off of that war that you guys were talking about in predators where it's like, you know, um, two different types of predators, right? And um, I personally, you said, Danny, that this predator, the weaponry wasn't as advanced. Like, it didn't have a pulse cannon like the one in Arnold's Predator movie. But, you know, it had that shield. And its gauntlet 
kind of did some kind of weird like hovering disc explosion thing at one point. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he dropped off from something and it was almost like, like a tracking missile or bomb or something. Yeah, it almost felt like it was like laser shrapnel that just kind of went up and just like fried everybody, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, then, that's, that's probably how, um, you know, Raphael's leg got cut off. Yeah, and then I, I got a little confused too at one point. It threw a net on someone, right? Just like the Predator in Predator 2. But like, did the net like break the guy down into little pieces? Like what, yeah, what happened so there? there? And they, they've... They've kind of shown that before in the other movies, but not as it wasn't as visceral. I don't think you yeah, do yeah. see that the net kind of it closes in on the, the the captive, and it does kind of maim them at the very least here. But yeah, this one went totally sliced up a guy, uh, and you know, and clapped back in on itself. When when he opened, when he like had the guy up against a tree, and he opened up that shield and used it to like cut the guy's head off and cut the tree in half. I like yeah. did like an audible oh like yeah and I watched yeah. it I watched it twice I watched it because I wanted to watch it with the Comanche dub and I couldn't figure out how to get that the first time right <laughs> and so I watched it I watched it at like five in the morning and just in English and then a couple and then like right before we were originally supposed to do it. I rewatched it with the Comanche dub and I liked it better with the Comanche dub, but see, mm. I, I switched over to the dub. So I, I watched about 25 minutes in and then I was talking to you guys and you mentioned that it existed because I had no idea. Yeah. I switched over, restarted it. I, I think I made it through um, maybe two minutes of the, the initial dialogue between Naru and um, top tap top top, whatever his name is. Yeah. And, I, I couldn't because it's it's dubbed. It's not they didn't re re record it or refilm it. It's just dubbed over the English spoken film scene. So uh, right. it was out of sync and it just bothered me. And I I, I don't like watching like that. Uh, when I I would have preferred if if it was um, you know reshot or respoken or something like that. Or yeah. um, the dub or was I mean this was as good a dub as I've ever seen. I mean it wasn't like watching a, a 1950s or 60s Godzilla movie. Right. Like, it was no. Nah, so like I I definitely agree with you. Like if given the choice, I would always choose subtitles over dubbing. But yes. in this case, there was you didn't have an option. Yeah. yeah. But I did like I did like that they gave that as a choice though. Yes. Yeah. That was. A, a and I think I think Dan Trachtenberg mentioned like how. I think one of the reasons he did that, uh, I was looking on IMDb, like he said something about like how in the hunt for Red October, it bothered mm -hmm. him that all the Russians were not speaking Russian. And uh, Sean Connery is like the lead Russian. So he wanted there to be like an authentic Native American track to the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's definitely a nice added touch there. Um, I, I, I just, I wish that they would have, um, film that that way, uh, filmed it that way with that dialogue, and then gave us subtitles. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it's that, may have, that may have made it more inaccessible to other viewers, though. So, um, you know, it's to each his own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the appeal of this movie is that you know it is appealing to that audience of like, okay, this is going to be about Native Americans. There's not any kind of like white male hero that they find or something and helps her 
it's it's all about her and her voyage and proving herself to her tribe and there's one part of the end that i thought kind of almost transcended predator movies where like she defeats the predator and she comes back with its decapitated head and there's this celebration at the village and at the very end her father goes to, like you know touch her shoulder and be like good job and she like shrugs him off did you guys notice that i didn't actually yeah i thought that was just a really great touch and i thought that was like kind of a, a deeper kind of dramatic beat than these predator movies kind of hit well yeah you know? i mean the, movie, the whole movie is about is her being um you know not thought of as a hunter you know and trying to prove herself and everyone doesn't think she can do it that's why she wants to do it so yeah yeah, and um, I know that they were trying to go for the idea of, like, the Predator being kind of like a metaphor for, like, colonialism and stuff like that. And there, there's – what I like about this movie, and, and both of you guys know because I fuck talk to you guys and blabber at you guys all the time. Uh, sorry, Brandon. But is that, um, you know, I, I like show, not tell, right? And this movie has very little dialogue, and so much of it is just you're just seeing what's going on. And I remember there's at least two or three shots towards the end where you see the tribe and it's very noticeable that there's no men, right? Like the men have just been slaughtered by this creature and uh, they, no one ever goes, Oh, the men are dying or anything like that. It's, it's just, it's just, you just see the women all going out to the field and stuff. And I just, I love filmmaking like that. You yeah. Know? That's, that, that's why I, I don't under, like, it's just, I feel like any movie today that doesn't have that the, the, the protagonist is not, uh, uh, your 80s style action hero, there's going to be those, you know, dude bros on social media who come out and make themselves look like morons. Like, like my go-to for every person complaining about the like wokeness of this movie is go back and watch the Terminator. Like Sarah Connor and the Terminator is not Sarah Connor and Terminator two. She's a waitress. She's a waitress who spends the first half of the movie dolling herself up to go out. And she crushes a Terminator at the end of that movie. And for the last 35 years, nobody has sat around complaining about the fact that Sarah Connor took down a Terminator in 1984. Uh, Ripley in Alien was the third in command. She, she, when that movie starts, she's just one of those seven characters. It literally anybody of those, they, there's no, you don't even know her first name is Ellen until the sequel. So the fact that she, like nobody complained in 1979 that, Oh, am I supposed to believe that that giant alien got taken out by Sigourney Weaver? So like this, this whole idea is ridiculous. And like, that's it you're following the arc of this character who like, you know, you guys said from the minute the movie starts, she is, her goal is to be a hunter, to go on that rite of passage. Uh, to, and, and they make it a point in the movie to say how the predator doesn't see her as a threat. Like the predator has her stuck in a bear trap and doesn't kill her because she, she doesn't threaten him and he'd rather go and fight a wolf and a bear and, a snake uh, more than her. Yeah. And so like, she has to take the fight to the predator, which I thought was great at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. I mean, that is kind of a problem with 
just social media and stuff in general is the guys that are like, oh, you know, how come it has to be a woman that, you know, it's like that is kind of the point of this movie is that this, the, the story is that this woman has to prove herself to her tribe and she just happens to do it by taking on this intergalactic <laughs> monster. Um, so did you guys have anything else you want to say about this specifically or should we move on to our ranking of all the Predator movies? Oh, oh, Brandon. Okay, go ahead, buddy. So there was a wolf chasing a buddy, but the wolf I, I I didn't remember that the wolf killed the bunny, but but then the wolf died because of the predator. Yes, that was something that happened in the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I was actually speaking of the all the hunting scenes in this movie. I was actually kind of curious as how the predator saw the snake, being a cold blooded creature. Oh, <laughs> Hollywood! Come on. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he saw it in connection with the the rat. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to make up some kind of head cannon for that, but I was like, wait a minute, that's cold blooded. He's 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 heat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know but that again, could be your... my, very minor nitpick. You know. <laughs> so I I was just reading again in the IMDb um, trivia notes that they said that. Um, so at the end of the movie, when, uh, Raphael is on the ground, the predator doesn't see him, even though he's right there. And apparently that, um, herb or like that crushed, uh, orangey flower that she was feeding, apparently that is supposed to slow the heart rate down. And, and because the, the person's heart rate was slowed down, it makes them harder for the predator to see. That right. at least that's that was the logic they were going with. Yeah, right. They, so they, I I like that they at least gave that some thought too. Yeah, they they, yeah. they kind of foreshadowed that in the beginning with the the first hunter they they found and they they uh there was a line about uh you know don't don't cover him up because you know you want him to be comfortable you want him to be alive because that's what yeah. the they were telling you what the the what was like orange something um, yeah was, was doing. Yeah, when when she gives that herb to Raphael, he says, "I feel so cold." He says, and I feel like that was yeah. kind of telling of that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just another great detail. I, I thought that when she fell in the mud, I thought that was going to be like, "Oh, she's going to fall in the mud just like Dutch," and then she's going to be covered, and the predator's not going to see her. But they kind of bypass that and they make it that the predator falls in the mud at the very end, and that's how she takes it out. You know. So it kind of does that thing that people complain about very often about subverting expectations. That was definitely think... uh, Chekhov's mud. Chekhov's mud. Very well put, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't go back to the mud. They've gone back to the mud in almost every movie. So it's nice to see something different, honestly. Agreed. Agreed. So speaking of almost every movie, you guys have seen almost every movie with the Predator in it. You have not seen The Predator. So... <laughs> If you guys want to give me your rankings, I'd love to hear where Prey fits. And I got a feeling I know where it fits for both of you. Um, so you could just not do the Predator. I'll do the Predator when it's my turn. But Brian, do you want to lead us off with your sure. ranking of the uh, friend? Including right alien... the what? Including the Alien versus yes. Predator movies. Too. Start right at the okay. bottom. ADP Requiem. Clear, cl- clear lowest to- on the totem pole here. Uh, followed by Alien versus Predator. Um, after that, wait, I gotta look at my list. I wrote it down and it's on a different screen. Hold on one second. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Technical stuff here. Uh, then I have Predator 2. Um, and I really did like Predator 2. 
Um, but um, it's it, it it's it's a good movie, but I, I actually do prefer the other uh, movies over it. Again, I have not seen The Predator, so I, I'm not really sure where that falls yet. I'm kind of imagining it falls somewhere in the bottom half, based on reviews I've read. Um, yeah. At third, I have Predators, and uh, and two, I have Prey. Um, this was actually a really close choice here. I and it, what it really boiled down to for me was um, that Naru I felt was a very likable character, and Adrian Brody was not a likable character. Um, <laughs> he was like trying a little too hard, I think, in that movie. But yeah. I love the concept of predators so much that they capture a bunch of people and they put them in this like preserve and they hunt them. Like that, that's a great idea. Uh, I, I think that's the most probably the most futuristic movie or the furthest in the, in the timeline that, uh, that takes place in any of these movies. And, uh, and I, I had read what the, the ideas they had for sequels and which really intrigued me as why I'm so bummed that they didn't make a sequel to that. So Predators 3, um, Prey is a two. And honestly, you just can't beat the original. Predators number one. I mean, like this, you're just not going to top it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, sure. Right, What's your ranking, bud? Go ahead, uh, Brandon. Oh, you want to give this movie a 10 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Brandon nice. gives Prey a 10 out of 10. Good job, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> Danny, what about you, my man? Uh, I'm similar. A uh, couple differences, but yeah, Requiem at the bottom. Uh, I, I want to make it very clear. After when we're just talking about the Predator movies, I after Requiem, I pretty much like them all. So my... I, I haven't seen The Predator yet, so I only have six movies on the ranking. But number six is AVP Requiem. And then after that, I like all of these movies. Um, Predators is probably number five for me because I just rewatched it. And I didn't remember anything from the first time I had watched it. And I do think it it's a little too... It, it does have a few too many uh, similarities to the original you know, the whole idea of like a, a bunch of team members who are all incredibly well-trained. Um, I I think the whole Topher Grace character is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'll agree with that there, yeah. Uh, and, and I think Brian nailed it. I like Adrian Brody, but they didn't make him likable at all, so you had no reason to root for him. Uh, so... Love, like the concept. I think it's a perfectly fine sci-fi action movie, but it's fifth on my list. I, I've said this on our Alien ranking. Uh, I stand AVP. I love the original Alien versus Predator. Uh, right. I actually think I like that movie more than Freddy versus Jason on the list of uh, blanks versus blanks. Uh, I, I just think it's a cool concept they mold the aliens and the predators together i think really well um i struggled with numbers two and three i think where it comes down to it i'm gonna put prey number two because it's just a better movie it's a be a, a better a, a more well-made film than predator mm -hmm. two um i and and after I watched it the first time, I was afraid that it wouldn't have the replay value that the first two had for me. 
But then I literally watched it again a day later and I was like, oh, I really like this movie. I, and I can watch this. And like, if Charlotte wanted to watch it tonight, I would have no problem watching it again. So number three on my list is Predator 2. I absolutely love it. It's, it's like you said, Pete, it, it just reeks of the 90s. But I have so much nostalgia for Predator 2. It is outrageous. Danny Glover says some of the most ridiculous lines in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Gary Busey is Gary Busey. Um, I I love how they I even I, I love King Willie in like his one scene in the alleyway. It's just it's such a freaking weird movie. And I love it. But yeah, I'll put Prey number two, and like Brian said, I, it, you know, as 80s kids, like growing up in the time period we grew up, it's going to take, there's nothing that could ever top that original movie. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so as a surprise to absolutely no one, my list is the same as Brian's, uh, with the exception that I have seen The Predator. Um, so I put The Predator as number six. So I put Alien vs. Predator Requiem at the very bottom. Um I said this in one of our message threads, but I basically said the Predator is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 of Predator movies, right? So it's it's pretty awful, and it's kind of a joke. Um, I, I still want to see what you guys think of it, though, if you get a chance to watch it anytime soon. I will soon. totally watch it. I, I just couldn't cram it in. I figured right. I'm going to watch the free things first, and then if I have time, I'll, I'll rent the other one. It's crazy yeah. because Shane Black wrote it. And you would think that like if there's one guy in Hollywood that's going to give us a kick-ass Predator movie, it would be the guy who wrote... The, didn't he do the screenplay for the original? He did kind of like clean up work. It's like when they bring... Go ahead, Brian. He's in it. Yeah, he's, he's it. the first kill. He's the first guy to be killed by a Predator on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think Brandon has a point, too. What was he going to say? Uh, to one point... The girl and this guy that was missing a leg, he heard the predator and no leg. The predator saw him and they stepped on his leg and then he got him. Yes, that's what we were talking about when we, after he gave him the, the, the flower and he lowered his temperature. But then he stepped on him and he got killed anyway. Yes. Ah, poor Raphael. <laughs> Just a guy that has the same name as a Ninja Turtle, but he got taken out by a predator. Right? That's like not cool. Why didn't he have a sigh? I know, I know. It would have made a whole big difference right there. Um, so if you guys have noticed, our, our viewers have noticed, uh, we talked a lot about comic books. And that's because me and Brian are huge comic book fans. Danny likes comic book media too. One uh, other point I wanted to throw in before I plugged our show is that, uh, what's his face? Director, um, he directed, Dan Trachtenberg also directed the pilot for The Boys too. Which I think that's kind of, and I know both of you guys love The Boys just like me. And he directed an episode of Black Mirror. I love Black Mirror, too. And weirdly enough, he's, like, working on adapting Waterworld into a TV show. That's okay. kind of... That might be, like, like the, the, the biggest why uh, as to, like, Avatar sequels. <laughs> Next to Avatar Yeah, sequels. yeah. I don't know where he's going. I'm actually a big fan of the original Waterworld. But um, I was going to say, though, that Brian and I are huge comic book fans. And he just mentioned not being able to watch Predator because he's cramming in so much stuff. And he and I have crammed in uh, all of Paper Girls. And so on our other channel, uh, Comic Books Transformed, we're going to be talking about uh, Paper Girls. And then once She-Hulk starts up next week, Brian and I are going to be covering that every week moving forward. 
Um, on the lesser cast, um, Danny always says that I'm like on an interviewing crusade or whatever. And that is true. I just put up an interview with uh, Danger Slater, who's this horror writer. Um, if you guys are horror fiction fans, you've made it all the way to this point. I kind of would like to just plug Max Booth III. He's been on our show before. Really good guy. He's been super supportive of us. And uh, he has helped me get interviews with other writers. And his mother actually... Uh, just died in a car accident. Um, she was hit by a drunk driver and she died yesterday. She was 58 years old. So if you want to help out a guy who I'm sure is probably in a low place right now, I, I re recommend going over to per Perpetual Motion Publishing or Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing. Just look up Max Booth III and just order some of his books because, uh, you know, he's, a, he's an awesome guy, great horror writer. I think he could really use some, uh, you know, help or whatever. So, um, Danny, what else do we have on our channel, too? Um, what? It, I, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's been, it's the end of the prey. What, what have I been watching? I, <laughs> I, no I completely am blank. I, I, every time I look at our channel, I just see uh, more interviews with more writers. Um Yes. Well, well, we, we pretty much, whenever something horror comes out, either Danny interview, uh, reviews it himself or he reviews it with his daughter, Charlotte, or uh, me and Danny review it. So whatever's uh, coming Char out. Charlotte okay. and I did, uh, thank you. Uh, Charlotte and I did a, a review of uh, the Pennywise, the story of it documentary, which is uh, a screen box exclusive, uh, which we both loved. Uh, we're also doing... We also just finished the six and a half hour Crystal Lake Memories, the Friday oh, the 13th documentary. We watched it in pieces. So I want to do a, a review of that with her. Uh, that'll probably be up on the channel. Uh, what uh, Today's Wednesday, probably by the end of the week. Uh, we did our review of Nope. Um, we were joined by Derek Stockton and Josh McMillan. Uh, for a review of Moloch, which is streaming on uh, Shutter. So, yeah, we have a bunch of cool stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you guys have not already subscribed to Lastercast, please do. We always love to hear from you guys, too. And, uh, yeah, Brian, thank you for joining us. Brandon, thank you for joining us, man. I hope of I'm glad you enjoyed The Predator. And uh, next time we have another gory alien movie, we want you there with us, too. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll see you all guys next time. Right. Bye.